Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello everyone and welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. No Ben. No, he's got the holiday plop. Holiday plops. He's off plopping in a foreign country. Yeah, having, having a, a wonderful time, time mm-hmm. in the sunshine. Yeah. And I'm very jealous of him at yeah. the moment. I really want to go on holiday. I know, like it is it's starting to get sunny now in the UK, which is nice. It is mm. getting warmer, which is a very good thing, but it's taken flipping ages to yeah. do so, and yeah, it yeah. will be even nicer in France right now, I'm sure. I'm sure. So. I spent the weekend on the beach, Yes, and it was really nice. The whole weekend? Did you go both well, days? Well, I went on Saturday, and then I was in the garden on Sunday. Oh, nice. Uh, but I was enjoying me outside. I was like, oh, it's like I'm on holiday. And then I went in the sea, and I was like, nope, cold. Yeah. Cold. Cold yeah, and sad. That's so. the thing. It's it's a cold sea here all year round. Mm-hmm. Um and also I saw the big spider in your garden. I, I saw your story on it. Yeah, Instagram. there was a big spider and my cats were just kind of, my one cat just kind of lied on it. Yeah. Like she, I was like, look, Sparks, a spider, chase. And she was like, Kill. I think I'll lie on it. Mm-hmm. And she just killed it by stomping it with her big fat ass. Speaking of spiders, uh, you did see yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, that Dead there's Island a was... big one in uh, the toilet downstairs next door. So in I think ladies. that Dead Island 2's travel back with me because he was there and then he was in here briefly and then i think he's gone back to there as yeah, it's like, like safe it. space don't see him did i do this but he's really big so hopefully none of the lads will go in the toilet while we're recording and just take him outside because that's his home that's where he lives is that what you want do you want me to remove no him? no no it's okay as okay. long as he stays in the top corner away from the toilet i'm fine i don't mind those kind of i don't mind the dead island two sorts of spiders yeah it's quite a big one actually okay but uh it's not one of them like black horrible no spooky the thick ones. legs yeah. i don't mind the spindly ones yeah um well we are sponsored each and every week on this podcast mm. isn't that right ashton yeah by a very real video game sponsor yeah and you have got the, the ad read i do week. yes um you guys may know so at time of recording there's a new game that's come out today mm-hmm. uh it's based on Gollum. yes off of lord of the rings lord of the rings um and you also may have seen that people don't really like it that it's not, much. It's not gone down that well, no. And what they don't know is that it's actually a, a prank. Right. So, like, they've oh, released I this know. game. 
fun. Yeah, okay. And they were like, oh, all the nerds will buy it. Mm -hmm. So it was a, a prank. Yeah. And it's actually called Lord of the Rings Gotham. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I like that. It's yeah. brilliant. It's just to get all, they're like, if we get all the nerds to buy it, we'll get the nerds. Yeah. No nerds here. Godim, if you buy a physical copy of it, is there, a, can you actually like peel off the title Gollum and yeah. underneath it says Gotham. And Gotham. then if you like take the, the whole cover off, it's got that guy from the meme. Yeah. Yeah. The D's nuts, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad that that's a real thing because that's brilliant. Just kidding. It's actually not oh, real. What? It's just called Gollum and they are charging £60 for it. Yeah. So um, crazy. Crazy. We'll see how James is currently playing that. Yeah. So we'll see what he thinks. Maybe he'll really like it. Mm -hmm. But but most people haven't. Yeah. I mean at time of recording, I've all I've seen is the release day trailer mm. and it looks like not bad in the sense that, you know, they've they've made a good trailer for the game. Mm. But all of the reviews that are coming out, like within the last an hour, hour and a half, I think the embargo broke. Yeah. Uh, they're all very bad. And then James, by the time this podcast goes out, will have streamed it mm -hmm. on our channel. So, so you'll you be able can to see go what he thought live how good or bad and in person. Mm. So yeah. check that out. Anyway, we're not sponsored by Lord of the Rings Gotham, but we are sponsored by our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where if it's little one dollar a month, you can ask questions on this very podcast. Mm. Yeah. Just like Peter. Just like Peter. And Blake Thomas as yes. well, who asked question one today. Hey, Baparonis. Roots of Paca, a Stardew-inspired indie jam, was recently delisted from Steam due to a copyright disagreement. While they, while, while they are certain things will be ironed out, <laughs> uh, what are your general <laughs> feelings on the increased occasions of this type of thing happening? Does it make you trust digital media and digital-based launches less? And then in parentheses, it says, luckily in this case, those who purchased can still play online and offline. Yeah, so this situation isn't really a discussion of copyright per se, which is kind of a distinction that I think needs to be made. It's that Valve have a policy to remove a game if there is a dispute between the dev and the publisher. Yeah. If one of them says, you know, there's an issue with this, then Valve will take it down until that is resolved. Mm -hmm. But you've got a bit about the write-up having yeah, about what actually happened. Rock, paper, shotgun. Um, so I'll, I'll try and skim through it rather than read the whole thing. But um, so Roots of Packer, it's a... a, a, a uh, like a Stardew inspired game, yeah, thing, yeah, but set in the Stone Age, seemingly. Mm. It's been pulled from Steam uh, following a dispute over the rights of the game between developer Soda Den and publisher Crytivo. Um, let me go through. We are sad to report that we have been engaged in a dispute with Crytivo or Crytivo over the rights to Roots of Packer, developer Soda Den said on Twitter. We worked hard to amicably resolve our issue with Crytivo internally. The statement continues. Instead of working with us to address the issue, Crytivo went to Valve and authorized them to remove Roots of Packer from Steam without our knowledge or consent. The publisher replied to the situation a few hours later with their own statement on Twitter, accusing the developer of abruptly cancelling their contract a couple of days after a successful launch. Crytivo were apparently involved with the project, quote, providing support and guidance for the last three years. But their statement reads, On April 27th, just two days after the successful release, we received an unexpected message from the Soda Den team informing us they were claiming to, unila uh, they were claiming to unilaterally rescind the contract we had worked under for three years, treating it as void. That would essentially nullify the revenue-sharing agreement set out before release. 
Shortly after they removed our access to, uh, shortly after they removed our access to the Steam page for our team, Crytiva continues. And according to them, there was nothing underhanded about the game's Steam removal, since Valve's policy is to remove a game from sale if there's a dispute between the parties. That's the long and short of it. There's a bit more to the article there, mm. but that is basically what's happened here. So, but essentially, obviously, it's a bit of he said, she said. But mm. from what we've got in terms of like the information out there. The, de- the devs were like, thanks, you know, you've done the job of getting the game out. Nothing to do with you anymore. Yeah, no thanks. Our contract, so. uh, and basically meant that if they, because of that, Crytiva would receive no mm-hmm. money for their work that they put in, which is kind of messed up yeah. on the devs' part. Kind of a crazy thing to do. Yeah. And quite, I think, if it's true, if that's what's happened, which I feel like Crytiva wouldn't just come out and say that if it wasn't fact, mm-hmm. it's like, an insane thing to pull because no one's going to want to work with you after you do that. Yeah, if that literally is what's happened, which I'm, I almost want to believe that that's not what's happened because that's just a ridiculous thing to actually mm. do. If it's as straightforward as that, I mean, there might be so many more factors at play here. Maybe, for example, the developer has voided the contract because Crytivo have done something that they've said, well, yeah. you doing such and such a thing means that contract is void. So it might be more complicated. Mm. But if they've literally just had someone working with them as a publisher for three years, launched the game and then gone, right, just so you know, we're we're voiding our contract now. We just are. Yeah. Then that's really messed up. Absolutely unhinged. Um, it does actually say at the end, I should have mentioned this, that Crytivo say they're working closely with all parties, including Valve, to ensure Roots of Packer returns to storefronts. Um, and meanwhile, Sodaden say that they are, quote, cautiously optimistic about mm. its return while they continue to work on the game and its post-launch roadmap. So it was taken down April 27th, I think, was right. when it was removed, and it's still not there still now. Down, I, I yeah. checked on Steam just to be like, I wonder if it's back up yet, and it's yeah. still not, so... Um, in terms of like the actual thing that happened, does it make you trust digital media and stuff less? I don't know if it specifically makes me trust digital media or digital based launches less. I don't know if that specifically is the issue here. It's maybe like more of an issue of like smaller studios or unproven studios. Mm-hmm. Like maybe if they've not established themselves as professional or reliable then that's the thing that has happened here. You know, for example, if uh, if some much larger companies were doing a digital-only release of a game, I wouldn't in the back of my mind be worried, like, what if there's suddenly some kind of dispute with the developer and publisher? Like, that's probably less likely with with the names that you know. Mm. But um, so arguably it maybe would make me um, a little more cautious with with like a an indie release or well i guess with indie at least you don't have an issue with publishers falling out because there isn't one if, yeah. if it's self-published but you know like these smaller scale uh new up-and-coming companies perhaps um i don't know if specifically this instance really does you know affect my uh my my trust in those people but if it was to affect my trust in anything it would be in smaller companies rather than digital as a medium in yeah. general a lot of it has to do with greed and it's yeah. whether like it is, this situation is either like did something happen which made Sodogen go let's void the contract or were yeah. they just like we can get more money mm-hmm. if we void the contract. Yeah. Is that That's the whole thing of like, I don't, like you say, it's not going to make me question buying something on Steam or having it available to purchase. I mean, like they say, you can still play it yeah. if you've bought it. Yeah. But I, I just, like you say, I think maybe un, unknown devs or publisher teams or like names we haven't heard of before yeah it does obviously spark that thing of like you're putting your trust in an unknown and obviously if the game 
has come out and people are really enjoying it, you're less likely to be worried. But if it's a brand new dev, a brand new publisher, it does tend to kind of like... I don't think I'd necessarily think of it most of the time. I'd be no. like, oh, this game looks good. Yeah. I've never heard the devs before. Let's give it a go. Yeah, it But then really if I get spurned by something like this, then maybe it would. But I think it's not happening often enough yeah. for it to be an issue. And most of the time, these kind of situations are happening pre-release. So it's not necessarily an issue up like upon release once it's out there in the world. So... Yeah, it's kind of an unusual case here that the game yeah. was launched and then within two days, there's suddenly this dispute. Like you would expect it probably to happen pre-launch if it was going to be a yeah, problem. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of time, if it's an actual copyright situation, normally it's things like the name or mm. a certain aspect of the game, which is figured out very early on after the first kind of trailers or information is published. Because the game is called Monster Energy Drink Adventures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gods um, and monsters. Hey. Yeah, no, you're not we allowed to that say word. that. Monster Mash. Change the song name. <laughs> um, the, the, it, in a way, though, it reminds me um, of some reservations I have about crowdfunded games to a mm. certain extent. Mm -hmm. Now, I know depending on like where, like how a crowd, how crowdfunding is being done, some of them have things in place where they say, "Well, if the game doesn't release, you get your money back." Some of them don't have that, but they make it very clear that, like, you know. There's every chance this game won't be finished. It's up to you if you want to fund it. So, very transparent. Yeah, it's normally very transparent. So that's, you know, you can't really argue with that too much. But, you know, it, it kind of reminds me a bit more of that where you put your trust into a project that might just not come out based on the fact that it might not get funded or they might hit roadblocks along the way. Mm. So I'd, I'd be as wary of that as I would, you know, digital media in general or, or more so. You know, I think just, just putting this on digital media digital launches as a whole is is not necessarily mm. applicable i still think it's mad that people keep donating to that game that's just been in like development for like 10 years and has made like over four oh, million. starcraft starcraft yeah. yeah the people still put money into it and i'm yeah. like are you all right do you have too much money to spend on something yeah i mean i wonder to what extent like i'm not i don't know much about starcraft at all other than loads of money mm. has gone to it and, and development um, but I wonder at this point, is it actually just like a fully functional game? It's just not officially launched because yeah. if it is, that would explain why people are like saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm investing in this, but like, you know, it is strange that a game has been in development for 10 years, not mm -hmm. launched and people are mad about like, as in wild about it, like, hell yeah, this Starcraft yeah. thing. Whenever I think about like crowdfunding games, I, I always think of Starcraft. It's yeah. always like my first go-to of like, well we've seen what's happened before mm -hmm. and i do i trust it's not going to happen again yeah so anyway. well there we go thank you blake for your question yes now it's time to do a segment that is brand new we're trialing it while ben wasn't here because ben wasn't really confident in this segment no, he said we like think it's gonna be great well i don't know if it's gonna work so we thought well while he's not here let's let's try it don't tell him what's it called peter it's called what we play in oh. It's what we play in time. It's time to talk about what we have been playing. Pia, mm. what have you been playing this week? Well, I've played a few things this week, but I haven't actually played the copy of Star Wars that I purchased last week, which I said <laughs> I would do. Yeah. Because I've not really had like a session mm. with which to dedicate. I want to like be able to sit down and play that for at least like two or three hours for my first chunk. And yeah. I've been snatching little bits of time for gaming this week because I've been quite busy. Um, but I still have managed to play a few things in small doses so um some of my friends got together on it wasn't on zoom but on online um on a call uh on sunday in the evening to play just a bit of jackbox which mm. was fun we're just catching up i've only got pack one and five so i end up always playing the same games and they didn't have any of them but uh we played 
uh, Fibbage, we played Drawfall in pack one, and then we played um, the the rapping robot one uh, in yeah. five. What's that called? Beat something cities. Yeah, something verse something. I don't know. Uh, and uh, the one where you do a, a pitch on like a uh, serviette thing. Oh on like an app yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Is that so patently stupid that one. Yes, yeah, that one. Yeah, so we had a good time playing that. That was nice to catch up with people. It's so easy just to like. You know, because some of these friends who, uh, you know, I, I don't get to, like, speak to that often because they're around the country and stuff. Um, they're not, like, super into games, but it's just easy to... Something like that, you can play with your mum or your mm -hmm. grandma or your friends who don't like games. So it's great to have Jackbox. So played a bit of Jackbox. Um, then on Monday, on stream, I finished Bramble. Mm -hmm. um, and I've since just gone and played it all the way through once more to kind of, like see what i missed and you know there's like a few like collectible statues and things in that man that game like really got quite brutal and almost gratuitous in places like really? i was almost like kind of rolling my eyes and like shaking my head on stream well i think i actually was there was like a bit with an actual dead baby in it oh and you just had to bury this dead baby oh. so you're going through this chapter um and the kind of the boss of the chapter is this evil witch or midwife or there were two different characters in this chapter but basically this this baby was in danger mm. and you were trying to get there before it was killed as part of a sacrifice and you get there and you uh you you, you manage to find the the woman who's got it and she's she's like she ends up getting hanged on a tree because it's that kind of game you know it's kind of dark and you're like great i've defeated the boss in this game and mm. in, in this chapter sorry so presumably now the reward is and well done you saved the baby now let's move on to the next mission no the baby was just dead oh and you, then the the boy had to just bury it and i was like oh that's really horrible and unnecessary yeah. like why couldn't i have just saved it um but, you know, kind of felt like it was done for the sake of being like for the shock value. Um, and then something else happened later on. Oh, yeah. He like just really brutally stabbed this like nymph thing, nymph thing to death in the face over and over again. And it was like the camera was like looking up at him and he was like kneeling over it and he was like crying and he had to just keep pressing X to stab it in the face again and again. And it was like, you know, that's not you don't have to like go to that level to make a game spooky or scary or like yeah. harrowing you know like the comparisons for bramble are things like limbo and little nightmares and inside and all of those games are spooky and gory and dark at times but and limbo actually is probably the closest thing in terms of like really like dark content it's got like children in it and it's got people being hanged and chopped up and stuff but at least it's presented in like 2d like monochrome and it's stylized like there was something about bramble the fact that it was all presented in 3d like not photorealistic but you know, mm. you know semi-realistic graphics that it just kind of felt like this seems like a step too far so I, I don't know how i felt about that in the end but i clearly didn't hate it enough to not go back and replay yeah, exactly, it mop yeah. up a few collectibles but uh that was something um and then i did a bonus stream on wednesday mm -hmm. and played some lego 2k drive i always want to call it 2k lego drive but it's not no um and uh i played a bit more of that last night so that was yesterday at time of recording and uh so i i streamed it and then i've been playing a bit more of that in my own free time i knew that i would get some enjoyment out of that game and i asked for a code and it was offered to us 
Um, but I didn't think that I would enjoy it as much as I have, yeah. which is great. It um, looked pretty fun on when I was watching your stream the other day. It was, yeah. Well, I'll talk a bit more about it in a review corner in a moment, but uh, that is what I've been playing. So, what have you been playing, Ashton? I've only played one thing this week. Wow. I've played Star Wars Jedi okay. Survivor. I'm like on the like last mission now, mm-hmm. as in when I start it, like that'll be the end. But I've been going around and collecting everything on every planet. Right. Because as you go through, you unlock like map updates that mm-hmm. show you where everything is. And um, so I've been collecting all of the dots on my map to 100% each planet. Um, but I have found out that my game is bugged. Oh, no. So I can't get all the trophies at the moment oh. because uh, there's like a, ba- a bunch of bounties you have to do right. that you get given. And if the character that gives you the bounties gives you a certain one at the wrong time, she's supposed to give it to you at the end. And mm. if she gives it to you halfway through, um, she just stops giving you bounties after that because she just thinks you've done them all. Oh, no. So, and then I have did, did that. So I've like... I've just found out it's bugged. But apparently they know about it and they are going to fix right, it. Right, they'll but, fix it. Um, so yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. I've enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's great. Yeah. I'm excited to find out what's going to happen. Uh, it's got a couple of twists and turns. Mm. Uh, a couple of really beefy boss fights. Right. There's one that uh, Kieran said, oh, I had to turn the difficulty down when I did it. And we were both a bit like, hmm, wonder what boss fight that is. And you then, and Ben were. You, yeah, yeah, and then we got to the point where we found the boss fight and we were like, oh, <laughs> it is, is hard. And I don't think I actually needed to. I think I could have done it on Padawan, but I just couldn't be bothered because I was like really, really close and then I died. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm just going to put it on right. story mode just to do it. No one, hey, no one's going to tell me off. No. No, one's no, no one knows. Well, now everyone knows. Everyone knows, but that's okay. And I want I'm you all ashamed. to tell Ashton off in the comments. No, please. don't. No, don't. No, don't. don't do <laughs> um, but yeah, I've just played that. I'm probably going to finish that either tonight or... Um, over the weekend and then next on my list is Planet of Lana which came out this week oh yeah um, on Game Pass and I've had my on it for a while but I kind of it just kind of snuck out I didn't see it any info and then I was like it's out and I was like oh cool mm-hmm. um, but it's on Game Pass so I'm going to give that a go at the weekend oh, as well nice. I'm excited to play that amazing so yeah. that's all I've played this week wonderful should we head over to Review Corner oh yeah let's do that oh and here we are in Review Corner cozy and safe and warm. Moisturized in yeah. our lane. Yes, thriving. exactly. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. My crops are grown. Uh, Peter, what have you been playing this week? Well, speaking of hashtag blessed, hashtag gifted. Ah. Uh. Because we were hashtag gifted a copy of um, Lego 2K Drive. Which does make this a hashtag ad. However, no money was received for the game. We just got a copy of it. And due to ASA guidelines, we have to tell you that it's a hashtag ad, even though... We didn't receive any money. No, they've not paid us. They said, do you want the game? I said, yes, please. I'll talk about it. (laughs) And that's all that's happened. So I'm about to talk about it now. Uh, Fortunately, I don't have to feel the need to say anything bad about it uh, because I've had a really good time. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we get sent these things and we have to say, oh, unfortunately, I don't really like it. And that's a bit sad, but we do it anyway because we're professionals. Yes. But I don't have to now. Because you like it. Because I really like it. I knew that I would enjoy it to some extent Mm -hmm. because I quite like driving games, even though I don't play them that often. Um, I do enjoy them when I do finally sit down and get hands on with one. 
And, you know, Lego's fun. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with a bit of Lego. And I knew that you could, like, build your own car and stuff like that. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised by how much had been put into this game. Yeah. Um, you know, having played not so long ago, Lego... Oh, I want to say Lego Worlds, was it called? Or maybe not. Yeah, the no. one that was like not... It's not a Lego game in the way that we know Lego games. It was yeah. the kind of building it, one. There's like these little dioramas, these like cubes, and you wander around and do little puzzles and stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I played that thinking that looks like a nice little Zen experience. Mm -hmm. And it's all done in Lego, of course. But it kind of was... It almost felt like someone had just made a puzzle game and it happened to be Lego, you know? Yeah. Um, and so sometimes it's it's not enough just to have the Lego license. You have to, like, really make a decent game that, like, plays well. Like the building mechanics, for example, weren't very good in that game. Mm -hmm. um, so I was worried that that might be the same thing here. It might be, like, a, an okay driving game. They've slapped some Lego on it and it's just fine. Actually... It was really fun. It had all the kind of like Lego humor that you get from something like the Lego movie. Um, everyone has like a stupid punny name. You know, yeah. they're all called like Clutch or or Racer or I don't know, Speed Mc, Mc, McCar Dude or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, so there's a, there's a lot of like silly humor in it. Um, you have an adorable little character called Stud, mm -hmm. who is your kind of like robot helper. Um, there are various costumes that you can put on. You can completely customize your car. All I did, because I kind of panicked and I was live and I hadn't been to the building tutorial, was stack a whole load of gray blocks on top of my car just to prove that you could do it and drive it around. <laughs> yeah. And then I immediately went back to one of the default cars. So actually, given that like I was going into this game knowing that that was one of the usps in my mind that you can build your own car the fact that i had that much fun without even engaging in that thing that i was mm. kind of getting the game for in the first place just shows how competent of a driving game it really is because mm. i didn't have to resort to the specific lego usp to enjoy it yeah it's just a really good driving game it's a bit like forza in the way that you're just driving around a kind of open world yeah and there's like races in the story but there's other stuff that you can do as well yeah it reminded me of um burnout paradise that's yeah. the probably the last game like that that i've played personally um so yeah there's there are various it's it's like an open world but with like different kind of um, areas. Mm. So the first one was a kind of your classic Green Hill zone yeah. that a lot of games start with. Um, and then I moved on to a like an Old West kind of canyon cowboy thing. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, it wasn't Old West. It was like a kind of a desert um, modern city, modern town. Um, and uh, yeah, there's all kinds of events to do. So it's not just racing. Um, so you, you, you will be doing like races against other competitors, but you can do things like just driving from point to point going around uh, collecting items for people and bringing them back. There was even a, a story mission that I did where I had to like defend these three towers from invading aliens by just driving around and knocking all the aliens over, or yeah. robots, sorry. Um, so there's a, a surprising level of variety in there mm. um, for a driving game. Um, when I saw the objective come up saying like defend the towers or whatever they were called, I was thinking, how's this going to work? And then it was just a whole crowd of people to drive through. And I was like, yes, yes. that does work. Um, it handles really well. There's like the drifting feels like it's very easy to do, but there's like a decent kind of skill ceiling to it where mm -hmm. I think like if you really like perfectly chained, because when you drift, you build up boost, yeah. you know, and then so you can build up your boost and then. Uh, use all your boost to get a massive speed and then do another drift and just chain it all together. And I think if you really nail it, you would be able to do some really cool stuff and like mm. absolutely whiz around these tracks. But I was only just winning each race. So it felt like very well balanced to me. Yeah. 
Um, and, and your uh, vehicle changes, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah. So depending on whether you're, so you, you always have three vehicles equipped in your loadout. Yeah. One of them is like a roadster. One of them is off-road and one of them is a boat. Mm -hmm. And no matter what happens to you, if you like go off the road, you suddenly turn into like an ATV or something like a quad bike. If you like drive off a ramp and land in a lake, you turn into a boat and it's all completely seamless. You don't lose any momentum. Mm. You just transform. So uh, it works really well. You can even drift when you're in a boat as well. So um, yeah, I, I had a really good time. And it's nice that there are just loads of things that you can just very easily do driving around. And I really liked how seamless it was to start little side missions. Mm. So you literally just drive, you're, you're driving along, going through the world and you might see a quest over to one side and it's indicated by like a, a, a big square that you can just drive through yeah. and the moment you drive through it the quest just starts and the timer starts ticking so you don't have to like pull up into a big sort of zone hit the brakes and press start quest you do that for some of the main missions or maybe all of them mm. but if you're just driving around trying to do like little odds and ends it's nice not to have it like stop start stop start all the yeah. time so i think they've they've really thought about this they've like put a lot of effort in and it's come out really well like mm. surprisingly good and I'm going to keep playing it at home. And this might be a little bit of a wild card for one of my top five games of the year. Ah. It's a bit early to say so. Yeah. But, um, you know, thinking about other stuff I've played this year, there is, you know, there's some competition, but. You're really um, enjoying it. It's just been a, yeah, it's been a, a bit of a surprise, um, you know, top top quality game. So, yeah, I'm having a great, uh, great time. Ah, there we are then. There's a little bit of a, about Lego 2K Drive. Yeah. Should we go back to the podcast? Let's do it. Now it's time for question two. It is. It comes from Kathleen Coolia. Whoa. <laughs> Hello, BAP. I read an article recently, link below. Hey, this is a piece of paper. Where Sarah Bond from Xbox stated that they are considering in-game advertising and timed slices as a means of income generation moving forward. What are your thoughts? As an Xbox fan and early adopter of adopter of Game Pass, I'll be annoyed if they start introducing ads to a service already put hundreds of I've already put hundreds of pounds into. Thank you, Cat. P.S. I'm loving the new format of questions. Helps me keep informed about the industry. So thank you. Great. Thank you, Cat. I've seen a couple of comments saying people like the new format, which yeah. is I like that. We're it's glad. Good. We're happy about that. Yeah. Um, so if you so for those of you who don't know, uh, essentially what they've kind of been saying is that they're looking at other ways to add like to make money mm -hmm. you know at first it was like pay to play and then it was free to play and now it's game pass and we're just looking at new ways that developers and publishers can monetize their games which gives me the ick <laughs> that gives me the ick sarah right um and we're, they're like no one knows what timed slices means they've not actually said what that is no. so people are just speculating now yeah articles are kind of like what does it mean she didn't say mm. but from what i my main like first instinct was that either it's like timed advertisements that are in like is unskippable ads right or it's uh you can pay to play the game for like 12 hours yeah. and then pay again if you want to play more. Well, because people have talked, people talk about um, when you see, you know, really cool E3 demos and trailers for games that are supposed to be in development and not finished yet. And it looks like it's really well polished. It's mm. called a vertical slice. And they say like, hey, here's like a, a little bit of the game that we've like made look really good for a trailer. Mm. Everything else, all the other levels are just gray boxes. We're not finished yet, but they call it a vertical slice. And so slice makes me think of like, it's a chunk of game. Mm. Maybe it's a demo. You have a certain amount of time to play it. 
Um, or maybe, as you say, maybe it's it's just the game, yeah. but it's just timed. Um, Which I would hate. Don't do that. Yeah, because mm. the, then you'll feel obliged to like, oh, I could get a time slice and maybe play through the whole thing really quickly, or yeah. I could get just I could just purchase it in a normal way and not have the time uh, the time to play. But so it could be some kind of like paid demo, maybe mm. kind of equivalent to a rental. Which I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it's like it's always good to have options. Like if if that was introduced as just a new way that you can feasibly play a game and pay to experience a game, mm. then that's okay if it doesn't take away from anything else. If it doesn't supersede free demos, like we sometimes get from people like uh, you know Capcom or whatever. I know we're talking about Xbox here, and that's not a, a first party. Uh, you know, this is this will be first party stuff. Um, but you know, it's it's nice to have demos, and they've kind of made a bit of a comeback. I think like there was mm-hmm. definitely a period of time where. Uh, demos weren't as much of a thing um so if time slices kind of um overtakes free demos that would be a bit of a sad thing uh as for in-game ads i don't know how i feel about that it would depend partly how they were presented because a lot of the time certain games have sponsorships Mm. and you'll see like a monster energy drink in your death stranding for well the example, lego driving game has had, a mclaren, like, McLaren bag, yeah. <laughs> billboards and stuff and there has been like for a very long time sponsorships in games and there was that one story about the developers that were forced to put a bunch of billboards in their game so they made it a trophy to smash every sponsored billboard right um and you know these things have been around for a while mm-hmm. these aren't new but the way that they're talking about like it as if it's new is the thing that's concerning to yeah, me. Yeah, like not doing it in the traditional way. Yeah, because that makes me go, okay, so if we're like adding in-game advertisements outside of what we've already got, mm. how is that going to work? Are we going to have unskippable adverts as we try and boot up the game? Yeah. But as the developer and publisher things come up, also so does an advert? No, thanks. Well, did you see what happened recently with um, Warner Brothers in... Uh, I think it might be the most recent Mortal Kombat game that some people have recently gone back to because they know mm-hmm. that there's a the new one coming out. So there's been a bit of a, of a resurgence in one of the previous games. Apparently now when you boot it up, on the front menu, a window comes up and says, hey, have you tried Hogwarts Legacy? And you can just like press X to make it go away. But it's like, why are you advertising Hogwarts Legacy on my Mortal Kombat menu? Mm-hmm. I don't really like that. So again, that's not, in a sense, that's not new. Like there are... There have been games over the years where when you get to the front menu, various bits of things pop up, although it tends to yeah, be I like think, community news rather yeah. than ads. I think like Borderlands 3 on the home screen had like the little, a little square that was like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands trailer right. out now, yeah. like that kind of thing, which I think kind of makes sense because they're advertising their new product in the franchise. Yeah. But that's a bit different when it's like a completely different franchise mm-hmm. and the only common denominator is Warner Bros. Yeah. and But then also that wouldn't be a money-making scheme, would it? Because Warner Bros. aren't paying themselves to advertise no. that. That's just them saying, we've got this other product. Whereas here we're talking about, you know, Xbox are trying to work out ways to monetize products or monetize games. So you're going to have like third-party people wanting to advertise within uh, Xbox products. So My thing as well is like the way that they keep saying, oh, we're looking at ways to monetize games. I'm like, Hunt, then get rid of Game Pass. Because games are already monetized, and then you introduce yeah. a platform that where you pay ten pounds, you can play yeah. however many games you want to play. Well, this is exactly what I was going to say. Like the the one to play devil's advocate, I can understand why they feel the need to further monetize their model because mm. we've talked for a long time about how it surely can't be making 
a lot of profit or profit at all. Um, and I know, I remember we covered a story months ago now where like their, the revenue of um, uh, Game Pass had been reported. Like Two million or and something. And it was like really high. And people were saying, look, see, uh, Game Pass is clearly like making a lot of money. And it's like, no, no, no. Revenue is not profit. Yeah. Um, they could very much be making a loss on that for all we know. Mm -hmm. And I still, I don't think we have the figures to uh, to know exactly what Game Pass is doing in terms of its finances. But it surely is is not a huge earner for them and may well actually be a hole in the pocket. So mm. I can understand why they feel the need to look at like other revenue streams, but it's, you just have to, you, you can't help but worry how, how yeah. this is going to be implemented, particularly advertising, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's worrying. We've said in the past, like that game pass is, it's as a unique thing and it's all very new and there's new ways of kind of how are they going to adapt to it? What's going to change? And that's very much still the case of they're still figuring it out at the same time as like we're finding new things out about the service. Yeah. So as much as I, I mean, it's a big hard no. Do I want this? Absolutely not. Mm. Would I be encouraged to cancel my subscription to Game Pass if they were like, also you have to watch adverts to play the games? Mm. Potentially. Yeah. Like you say, I already pay £10 a month and I have done for about four years now or however long Xbox Game Pass has been out. So... You know, that's a lot of money I've given them over the last few years. Yeah. And I know that probably in the grand scheme of things, I probably would have spent a similar amount of money on the games themselves and potentially a console. However, I just don't, I just don't think it's right. And again, it comes down to greed. It's just how much money do you need? Yeah. Xbox. Do you need to put advertisements in your game? I don't think you do. I'm just going to say it. Certainly Microsoft as a, as a whole entity, you yeah. know, like with Xbox and then all of its other branches, Microsoft is fine for money, yeah. I'm sure. It's just whether, you know, Xbox itself is, um, you know, maybe needs to increase its mm. revenue a bit. I know that capitalism is popping off, mm. but can we just let us live for like 10 minutes without yeah. having to watch an advert? That's the thing, like as well, things like... You know, Netflix now talking about adverts. I can't say I've seen any. I don't know if they've been introduced yet, but there's been talk for a long time, I think, about Netflix introducing ads. And it's like, well, I, yeah. I pay I pay a mm. fee to use your service already. YouTube has ads and you can pay for premium to have no ads. At least that's, you know, the free model has ads and you pay and then you don't get the ads. Yeah. That's, that's a more reasonable model. But have you also seen recently um, that... Uh, YouTube is locking higher bitrate playback behind the premium model. No, I have not seen that. I was watching a video the other, uh, the other day and I was like, oh, it, it like auto gone to like 360p because I think my internet like had briefly chugged. So I went on the, mm. the cog to put it onto like 1080 and it had 1080 at the top of the list. And then above that, it said 1080 and then in brackets, high bitrate. And then it had premium written on it. I was like, what is that? And it was a kind of a weird video I was watching at the time. And I was like, maybe there's something about this channel that I don't know. So I just kind of just sort of shook it off. But then the other day on Twitter, I saw someone reporting that like, oh, no, this is a new thing that YouTube are going to do mm. um, where you get higher bitrate playback for paying. That'll be the next thing on Game so. Pass. They'll be like, if you want to play your game in 60 FPS, in 60 FPS yeah. you have to give us £10. So that's the worrying state of things now is, you know, you've got someone like Netflix trying to like put ads in. You've got YouTube charging for bitrate. You've got Xbox saying they're going to put ads somewhere in the game, in your game experience. Mm. I don't know how. They've not elaborated. We don't know what time slices are. 
people just seem to have their hand out everywhere they go and you know yeah it does feel like that at the moment yeah and we have we've got no more to give no microsoft there's literally please. a cost of living crisis we're in a cosy now. lives we cannot afford cosy lives no <laughs> well so let us know what you think if what you think the time slices are going to be would you still be up for supporting Game Pass if there's adverts all over it? Let us know in the comments below. We'd I love like to how hear your opinion. I'm sure it'd be the same for anyone who was answering that question. But all we really did was speculate on like, I don't know what the new in-game advertising or time slices are. Shrug. Shrug. That's all we could do. But, but we don't want them. No. Shrug. <laughs> Whatever they are, we don't want them. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Well, now on to something a little bit peculiar. Mm. A little bit strange. And a bit new. Yeah. It's weird news. Mm. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's weird news time. It's time for some weird video game news. Remember, you can guarantee that your name is read out on this podcast by becoming a podcast producer. You can, of course, chance it and maybe get your name read out if a question is submitted uh, in our question or post. But if you reply to the post that goes out on Twitter and Facebook with a weird news, you might get read out on the weird news section if we pick your news. However, there's always a guaranteed shout out. For these folks, yes. our podcast producers. That's right. Just like. Just like Nathan. G.Y. Goliath. Nicole Hansen. Duncan Wilson. Katie Garrett or Jared. Ellie Nicholas. Nexus Polaris. Meldy Elbonet. Blake Thomas. And Gabrielle Philippink. Thank, Thank you, podcast, podcast producers. producers. The other way, of course, you might get your name read out is if you um, do a bit of commentary on, uh, I don't know if you've done it this week. I actually, have. Uh, have. Have you? Yes. yes. Um, we, we, we also ask for your thoughts on the what we're going to do for the big discussion. So, yeah. Uh, it's, it was new and uh, I feel like it's going well. So if mm -hmm. you see the post go out on normally on a Wednesday uh, with a question like, do you think that accessibility is a problem? And you reply with that, something useful, not just the word garbage or junk or yeah. trash. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll get your name read out in the big discussion as well and your opinion. Yeah. So stay tuned for that a little bit later on. But in the podcast meantime. producers, it's guaranteed. Yeah. Thank you. 100% of the time. Mm. Uh, I've got a weird news here that was sent by Stephen Skodes at mm -hmm. sskodes8 on Twitter. It's written by Ollie Reynolds at Nintendo Life. Random! Random. 
Zelda devs reveal which Link they think is the stinkiest. Ooh, that's a good question. Subheading, Pooey. I think, um, oh, what was the one I was thinking of? The one with the snotty kid in it. Oh, yeah. I think he's the stinkiest Link. Right. Uh, is that, I'm trying to think. I can't really remember what one that is, though. Was it the Wii game? Yeah, it's the one where they changed up the art style. Is and it the wolf one? Is the it the one, one where you sail around? Does he become a wolf? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'll Google it. Hold on. Right. I know the one you mean, though. The snotty kid. Yeah. We often found ourselves wondering a lot of things about the Legend of Zelda franchise. And we should say we find... Oh, we have often found ourselves wondering a lot of things about the Legend of Zelda franchise. Wind Waker. Wind Waker, Yeah. And more specifically, its main protagonist, Link. Which Link is the strongest? What does he do in his spare time? Just how long does he really sleep? What we've never really considered, however, is which Link is perhaps the stinkiest. We're almost certain that no version of Link smells absolutely perfect, considering the strenuous exercise he puts himself through in each game. It wasn't one. the one I was thinking of anyway. Uh, okay. I'm going to Google. I'm going to find the one I think. But as for which, but as for which is the absolute stinkiest, that's frankly lost on us. After a TikToker decided to rank the links according to how badly they smell, however, Wired decided to question longtime producer Aiji Aonuma uh, and Tears of the Kingdom director Hidemaro Fujibayashi uh, on which link is the smelliest. I hope it did okay there, everyone. Uh, Aonuma, perhaps rather predictably, went with Link from Breath of the Wild and presumably Tears of the Kingdom, stating that the barbarian armor in particular would create some rather unpleasant odors. Fujibayashi, uh, however, went with Link from Twilight Princess. That's, what I was, that's the one I was going to say. That was the one I was thinking of with the wolf. That's Twilight Princess. Uh, stating that not only does Link dig through dirt and run through dungeons as a wolf, but also spends a good deal of time getting physical with the Goron tribe. Quiet, in, quiet there in the back, it says. I think that he'd smell like wet dog. Yeah, he might. Because he's come for, he becomes a wolf and then he becomes not a wolf. I think he'd still smell like wet dog. Well, I've got an actual quote here from Fujibayashi. This is official opinion on Stinky Link yeah. from Zelda developers. There are some scenes in Twilight Princess where Link engages in sumo wrestling with the Goron tribe. I imagine he's pretty smelly in that situation. At least we can tick this off the list of things to ask Aonuma and Fujibayashi in the future anyway. Perhaps we could think of something else in the meantime. Like, where the heck are all the toilets in Skyloft? Good question. Which link do you think is the stinkiest? Have you ever considered such a ludicrous question? Share your thoughts with a comment below. I wonder what the TikTok said was the stinkiest link. I just think Twilight Princess because I think he'd smell like wet dog. Yeah, That's more like opinion. Twilight stink crest, stink. am I right? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Good one. Um, Zing. I'm looking at seeing if there are any good good takes in the comments. Who do you guys think is the stinkiest link? Yeah. Tell us. Oh, uh, Matroska says the subtitles of this article should have been Majora's Musk. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's quite good. good. Yeah. That is good. Don't right. forget Stink's Awakening, they yeah, say. Yeah, that is good. Mm. Um, I have some weird news. It was submitted by Amy Wicks and Paul Ansell Wicks. on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Slightly different uh, submissions of the, like, who wrote it. Right, but yeah. It's the same story. Uh, this one's from IGN, written by Anthony Wood. A neighborhood in Las Vegas has its streets named after Pokemon. <gasps> Just taking a stroll down Jigglypuff Lane. Oh. Streets in Las Vegas are being named after famous Pokemon, including Jigglypuff and Squirtle, as developers struggle to come up with fresh titles to christen the warren of new streets springing into existence around the ever-expanding city. 
It's really, really hard to name streets in this town, says Harmony Homes LLC. Construction manager Andrea Miller in an interview with the local TV station KLAS8 News Now. God, that's a long name for a TV station. Um, and reported on by Polygon, according to Miller, a developer must submit two names for every street it creates in order to ensure that each one has an original name, at least within the confines of the city. With the amount of streets being developed by the in the burgeoning Las Vegas city, and the amount that's that amounts to a lot of names. Thankfully, though, Miller's kids play games and were kind enough to point in the direction of a plentiful wellspring of inspiration in the form of Pokemon names. It's also worth noting that all the names used to date, including Squirt and Snorlax Lane, are taken from Generation One Pokemon. This Excellent. means two things: one. Miller and or her kids are people of impeccable taste. And two, there are many hundreds of street names left in the inspiration bank. When I hear Jigglypuff, I giggle, said Miller. When you're coming home from work and you've had a bad day and you have to turn, and you have to turn on Jigglypuff Lane, that will make you smile. This isn't the first time that Pokemon names end up in unusual places. Back in 2021, scientists named a newly three newly discovered species of Australian beetles of the legendary bird Pokemon um, due to their rarity. Would it make you smile if you had a bad day or would it be like a slap in the face? If you've come home and you've just been like made redundant or something and then you have to turn into Jigglypuff Lane. And then your sat-nav says, take a left on Jigglypuff Lane. I'd be livid. Also, <laughs> Nintendo are well known for suing the crap out of people. I mean, I, know, I guess it's the Pokemon company technically who own But would the they be able to? to that, because like, I guess they, they might have copyright on the names, but surely if it's like a non-competing business yeah but like if it's just okay they're not making any money off it well it's like yeah there's there's a slight difference between like copyright law and trademark law and and yeah i don't know i don't know if you could like for instance if i had a charity i'd be be happy about it i couldn't necessarily just call it whatever i want i couldn't call it you know jigglypuff the zelda charity or something like um well i probably could say zelda because that's just a natural name it was robin williams daughter for example Mm. although she was named after zelda but uh yeah so i don't know but i'd I'd be worried about picking a nintendo adjacent franchise yeah but i also feel like the woman whose kids were like yo you should call them pokemon i don't feel like she'd know about that no probably not and also i feel like nintendo would have immediately been aware of this and straight away done something about it yeah i mean i'm sure they've got a legal team who probably reached out to nintendo and said please can we do this and they may well have got their their blessing or they haven't and they'll read this ign article and they'll all get the names changed all the street names are gonna have to be changed and they'll be what would you replace it with if they had to do some other gaming thing i'd call it Oh, that's a good question. Because you need something with like a bank of like loads of things. And you can't do Nintendo because they'll sue you. No. What about, what's the like Digimon? I just never loved Digimon. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Monster Rancher, I would pick. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. Okay, great. It's time now for something quite large. Something quite substantial. Yes. Substantial. Substantial. That we're going to discuss. Yes. It's time now for the big discussion. Big discussion time. Time for the big video game discussion. Ashton just said the word subway um, in the interim that was cut out. And now I want my lunch. Yeah, I'm quite hungry now. <laughs> um, thank you to Lazy Som or Lazy Som for submitting this question. That PlayStation showcase was great. What are you most looking forward to? Alternatively, that PlayStation showcase was terrible. What do you wish they had announced? This question was submitted before the PlayStation it showcase. It was. There was quite a lot of people getting in there like on Monday when the question would be like, so the PlayStation Showcase was good slash bad. Mm-hmm. What did you think about it? Yeah. But I just liked the simplicity of Lazarus's uh, question yeah. there. I also like the question, you know, the, the extra bit of question, like what do you wish they'd 
they'd announced yes. instead because we were trying to think about that before we went or as we what were going we live like yesterday seen, yeah. i couldn't think of anything but then since then i've thought maybe it would have been nice to see a naughty dog thing uh, it you know, would have like, and we thought factions might be there but it wasn't an uncharted like kind of re not reboot necessarily but you know his daughter yeah. Drake's daughter could, could do an Uncharted game. Before we get to chatting, would yeah. you like to know what the community thought? I'd love to know. Yeah. Well, goody, because I've got a few for you. Aaron Bailey says, it was a great state of play, but a very mid-tier showcase. It also looks like PlayStation mm. may be making a pivot to multiplayer games since 90% of the showcase was live service multiplayer games, which I find a huge shame since Sony is known for their single-player narrative-heavy games. As a PlayStation fan, I feel very let down and feel very still very much in the dark about the future of PlayStation if this isn't the pivot they are making. Paranoid Dave said, Spider-Man 2 and Adam Wake 2 look cool, and Snake Eater Remake was a nice surprise. Everything else seemed like entirely forgettable filler. Robert All's House said, wasn't great, at least from a first party point of view. No factions, no twisted metal, no bloodborne. New Spider-Man was two was coming, looked great. Don't care about the streaming device. PSVR two had the best showing, honestly. Apollin mm. said, Wish we could have had more new announcement trailers of games like Final Fantasy Seven Remake or whatever. Reborn is that the next one? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um Tekken 8, GTA 6, oh, Kingdom Tekken Hearts 4, good, yeah. Twisted Metal, etc. But it was okay, maybe a four out of ten. If it was like a weird year with all these games coming out earlier, like God of War, Hogwarts, like um Hogwarts Dead Survivor, etc. So what have we got to look forward to at the end of the year mm. isn't much. And then lastly, Lord Brotovich said. There weren't really a lot of actual gameplay trailers, were there? A lot of not actual gameplay. So it probably means remains to be seen how all of these games will turn out. The Plucky Squire looked the most interesting to me, but that isn't PlayStation exclusive as far as I know. All in all, probably a, a pretty average showcase as far as I can tell. Also, Godspeed to Ashton for reading through the community post again. So yes. Um, and then there was another one basically from Nathan P. He said, Spider-Man 2 looked good. It's gone. It's disappeared. I don't get to read it. Sorry, Nathan. It did, Nathan. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah, and I'm glad some indie hits are getting sequels. But man, the amount of time a game's title was followed by two in the show, I guess, is pretty funny to yeah. me. The industry definitely knows there's money to be made in sequels and remakes. That's true. Um, yeah, I very much agree with the second comment in particular, which mm -hmm. was like, you know, Spider-Man looked good. Uh, Snake Eater, all right, not for me, but other people were What were a weird about trailer that, that was. Yeah, I did not expect it to be Metal Gear Solid until no. we literally saw Snake's face. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've got we've got a list of all the games here. We can go yeah, through. Yeah, they're them. not in order of what was shown, and you know, in order of from beginning to end. But no. they're pretty much everything that we saw. Um, do you want to go through them and see if there's anything you're excited for? Just quickly go through them. Yeah, well, we'll start with Spider-Man 2 because that was the mm -hmm. kind of the headline. It was the last thing that went out. We saw a lot of that. What, yeah. like 15, 20 minutes mm -hmm. of it. Of and it was all kind of from one mission like yeah. it was like a big kind of set piece mission that you were doing yeah um i was really surprised that they showed the symbiote suit mm -hmm. having like thought at the time i was like oh cool but now i'm like hmm i kind of wish they hadn't shown that i would have liked to have like seen that happen in the game and i mean we knew that venom was in it but yeah I would but have i don't know if we actually knew for like confirmed that the symbiote was going to be in there i mean it's normally a given when venom's involved but mm. venom could have been going around or he could have like infected someone else or yeah exactly. so we didn't know for sure yeah and then obviously at the end they were like spider-man's acting weird yeah um and we got a look at craven yeah which again i don't think was like publicly known there no, might have been rumors, there was rumors but, yeah. but i don't think we knew that he was in it when no. we first watched it they were like now on something really exciting and then it was some guy in the jungle and we were like, like where's spider-man is it turok what's happening yeah but it, it was, was craven it was craven um but we saw quite a lot of it i didn't like the hud 
And I've no, said this a few times. I think that they'd put the HUD... I don't know if they'd made it bigger for the showcase or they'd like put it over the top as a video because half the time some of the HUD was like like going over the edge of the screen yeah, order. And weird. I was like, this is weird. I don't know what this is about. So I don't know if they've just put it on there to be like, look at all of the different options you have kind mm. of thing. Um, but they've showed a bit of gameplay in the like fighting and traversal and that all looks... You know, standard what we know of the games already. Got the wingsuit. We got some mm-hmm. new powers. Um, did my, I haven't actually watched it back since last night when we watched it um, live? But mm. did Miles at one point go not just invisible, but like n- not like turn into a ghost? Did Lizard like swim through him completely? No, he went invisible. He just went he invisible and swam away. Oh, okay, yeah. right. Because I was going to say, like at the time, I kind of missed it, and I was like, did he just like? become nothing and <laughs> how do you do that with even with science yeah but, i really like that they kept calling each other spider-man yeah they both have to call each other spider-man when they're in like public because mm. later on he did call him pete like briefly mm. when no one else was around but it's normally like, spider-man catch this watch out spider-man yeah it's kind of strange but there's a new area of the map as well you can go yeah. to queens across mm-hmm. the river which is exciting there's like a you can swap from one to the other obviously i think that won't be i don't know if that'd be constant i think maybe that'll be you play as one and then you swap to the other one. Yeah, I don't know. It might be a time, bit like GTA. But... might be that, you yeah, know, when, in actually. the downtime, you might be able to just switch between the two of them mm. whenever you like. You made a good uh, prediction that Spider-Man, like Peter Parker Spider-Man might be the the boss mm-hmm. or one of the big bosses at the end of the game. Yeah, you have to fight him at Miles the end. might have to fight him. Yeah. yeah. Um, that could could well happen. So yeah, it looks it looks good. It's kind of it's what I expected um, yeah. for the most part. I mean, obviously they revealed some things that we we didn't know about, but it's exciting. Um, I'm still not convinced it's coming out this year. But yeah, I was about to say, they're saying due fall 2023. I mean, that's not that far away. And you'd think by now they would have a, a date in At least mind. a month. Yeah. Like yeah, October or whatever. Yeah. So but, I, I'm just not convinced it's coming out this year. I no. just feel like we've seen, that's like the most we've seen of it. We only had like a little teaser trailer. Yeah. Which you could tell because everyone's like promo stuff was the same image of Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I'm not convinced. Mm. I think it's going to get delayed. Yeah, it could well do. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Which is fine, but hey, just tell us. Yeah. Just let us know, babe. Let us know. Don't, don't let us down. Tell no. us now so we can get prepared. Yes. And then they announced Metal Gear Solid Triangle, or three, re, uh, Snake Eater remake, um, which is coming in also fall 2023. Yeah. It was, they've, they've said after the fact that it, they chose the Delta symbol because Delta stands for change while maintaining the original structure. Yeah. But I don't know um, what the Delta symbol looks like because I'm not a nerd. So I just thought it was a triangle. It's a triangle. Metal Gear Solid but, triangle, triangle, Snake Eater. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big MGS fan necessarily. I like the first one like way back on the PS1 and that's the only one I ever played. But a lot of people are really into this. Social media's gone wild about Metal Gear Solid. So that's great for everyone who's into that. Yeah. And I hope it's a good time for Ben's excited. So if he was here, he'd tell you that he's really excited for that. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, he would. Uh, They also announced Project Q, which is their like little handheld portable like streaming device, which as much as that sounds good, is you have to have the game installed on your PlayStation 5. It has to be on, and you have to have decent enough Wi-Fi to be able to connect to the Wi-Fi of your home console yeah. and play it, basically streaming it from there. So essentially, mm. it's just like a it's like a Chromecast yeah. for your PlayStation 5. So you just turn your PS5 on, and then you can like get into bed or something. It's like literally just for the convenience of not playing specifically where you currently have your PlayStation mm like wired up so it looks like a interesting bit of kit in mm. terms of like the technology you know i like the way it looked yeah it didn't look too bulky mm-hmm. um like this i think this 
stream Steam Deck is quite bulky, I yeah. think. But maybe this one, well, we've only seen the like concept of it so far. But it's literally like a Switch screen with like two halves of a yeah, DualSense like controller. Yeah, and, like, and separate... apparently it has all of the features of a DualSense, mm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess the, the good thing is that at least this probably lays enough groundwork. It has all the hardware required for them to eventually like double down and have it so that you can stream the games like sort of from there and the in yeah. a more, yeah, like cloud gaming essentially. Yeah. So at the moment it's like, no, you're just streaming from your own console, but maybe one day you'll be able to take it on the go. If you've got enough, if you've got a decent enough internet connection in like an airport or something, mm. you might be able to just play PS5 games. Because it's the thing that there's not, I don't think there's not enough public stable Wi-Fi yeah. for me to be like, well, I can just play on the train. I couldn't play on the train. No. You bet you get spotty Wi-Fi at best on the train. That's so I wouldn't true. be able to play any PlayStation games on there. So yeah. it is, it's interesting whether, what kind of demographic it will fit for. Mm. Uh, will it be another piece of kit that they abandon quickly after the launch? Maybe. Could also, be. they've got earbuds. Yeah, it's got earbuds, it earbuds that come in a tiny little PS5. Yeah, it does actually look quite cool. I kind yeah. of kind of like that, but yeah. Then we also got uh, a look at Assassin's Creed Mirage, the first full trailer, which I was surprised about considering there's a Ubisoft forward in like three weeks. Yeah. Um, I would have thought that they just stalled it till then, considering it's not a PlayStation exclusive. So. Yeah, it's kind of strange. It is see. interesting though. It's a smaller, more focused game. Ho fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingies crossed, everyone. Um, so hopefully for those of you who thought that like those of you and me who thought about how it was way too big, uh, this might be a bit better. Yeah. A bit more uh, of a recall to the old timeies. Yeah, exactly. It's coming out on October the 12th and uh, it did feel more like a kind of a a more traditional Assassin's Creed game. Like Valhalla was, was great and still had all the gameplay mechanics you would expect, but mm. it was set in cold England. The whole of England. Yeah, well, yeah. the whole of England, yeah. But, you know, like a kind of a, the temperate climate we have here, whereas it's kind of nice to see an assassin wandering around somewhere that looks like it would be nice to go on holiday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Apart from all the murdering. Well, yeah, all the murdering. But yeah. at least there's, you know, palm trees and stuff. Yes. So. Uh, Alan Wake 2. Uh, we had a trailer for that and a release date as well, October the 17th. Um, we saw um, the the character, I didn't actually catch her name, but um, there's like that FBI agent mm. who uh, you're playing as. Um, again, I'm not actually a huge Alan Wake fan. Mm -hmm. I think Ben is. Yeah. Um, I want to play the it. first one. Well, the remake that came out, it's still on my list of things to play. I just, yeah. I just haven't got around to it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it is nice it looks to like see Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, I actually thought it was Keanu for a moment. Me too, <laughs> I did um, as well. But it's nice that, you know, we're even getting sequels for games that are, you know, of a certain age at this point. Mm. Sometimes you, you see a game like that, like Alan Wake, and you think, well, that's just never going to get a sequel now. Too much time has passed. But, you know, Alan Wake 2 is coming. So it's nice that these things do still happen. It is. Uh, we've got another Final Fantasy 16 trailer. It's coming out, like, next month. Uh, yeah. I was, if anything, it put me off yeah. more. Just, yeah. I was just not interested in it at all. We didn't hear any Geordies no, as well. No, there's no Geordies. We were honestly Where for a minute like, well, this can't be Final Fantasy 16 because I'm not hearing anyone saying how weird. There's no regional dialect in this at all. No. Um, We didn't think it was Final Fantasy 16 for a while because it, it looked a bit different than I was like, no, he just said Ifrit. Yeah. This is definitely Yeah, because like, I've, I've not been following it that much because I'm not a Final Fantasy fan. But um, from what I've seen on social media going around, it just looked a bit more bright and colourful from, mm. like, from what I've seen on Twitter, like compared to what we saw in the, in the trailer. But Yeah, it's definitely more of a story trailer, but that's coming out next month. So yeah. get excited if you are. 
Uh, I'm reasonably excited for Dragon's Dogma 2. Um, It's based purely on the fact that I played the first one and enjoyed it. I think if I hadn't played that and I sat down and saw the trailer for Dragon's Dogma 2, I'd think this is just another semi-JRPG meets Western fantasy, like hack and slash fantasy third person game you mm. know they're kind of tender penny and uh yeah it's based purely on the fact that i like the first one but you know really it's it's like a monster hunter or something like that yeah um but that's coming out did we get a release date of course we didn't no we got like a little tiny snippet of actual gameplay but the rest was all cg so yeah. which is kind of the the whole vibe of this uh, showcase. Yeah. We got a look at Bungie's new marathon game, which originally, when the games came out in the 90s, was a single-player, like, Doom-style shooter. Right. But now is a PvP game without a single-player campaign because all Bungie are allowed to do is make online games. Great. And also from Bungie, we got another another Destiny yeah. story pack thing what are they called like they're not expansion packs but they basically are aren't they yeah they're just like I don't, I don't know what the word yeah. is but yeah extra uh, where they chunks. just bringing back a character that they quite ceremoniously killed off and made a huge deal about like a few years ago right and he was just back in the trailer yeah he was like hey I'm alive he didn't say that but I was like this guy that guy's dead it's a shame what you say about Bungie. You're right that like Bungie are only allowed to make online games now because mm-hmm. this is the studio that brought us Halo Combat Evolved, which was an incredible game and had an incredible story, great characters, just like cinematic thing, especially for its time. And yeah, now they're just just making like live service and PvP and at least they're being allowed to make something that isn't Destiny. Yeah, I mean that. I felt I honestly felt quite good for them yeah, to see that this thing. I was like, oh yeah, good for them. <laughs> Spread your wings, yeah. but you know, PvP game. I'm I'm not that keen. Um, so uh, and then we had another look at ST 6s oh, story mode. Street Fighter Six. Oh right. I was going to say, what is this? Sorry. I don't remember this. Street Fighter Six uh, SF Six story <laughs> mode ahead of its June release. We got the spray paint logo. Yeah. And, Capcom. Um, saw some, you know, characters with, with hair and stuff yeah. punching each other. Yeah, lots um, of hair. There was a weird little green creature. Oh, yeah, there was. So you were like, sort of that's my favorite Dancing guy. around. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's an established character already in the ST lore, as we call it, <laughs> us fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've, we've seen a lot of that now in, in various kind of conferences and live streams and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. The show opened with a game from Haven Studios called Fair Games with a dollar sign, like Kesha. Yeah. Um, but there was <laughs> like no Kesha. <laughs> there was no gameplay or release date. It's supposed to be a competitive heist game, so it looks like it's on like an online multiplayer. You're trying to rob a bank. Someone else is trying to stop you, or also rob a bank. Okay. It's what the kind of vibe is from them. Right. Um. Again, we have no information about it other than that. Just saw so, some glitchy camera stuff. Yeah. It looked a lot like Watch Dogs yeah, for yeah, a bit. We... Very, it was very Ubisoft. I was very surprised that they're not anywhere near it because it looked so much like basically every single one of their online games. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was sort of indistinguishable from various other things. Mm-hmm. Talos Principle 2 is coming out this year. Yeah. Um, great. If you like Talos Principle, <laughs> there's another one. Here it comes. How exciting. Um, and then we had Square Enix's Splatoon-like shooter, and that's a fair comparison, yeah. Foam Stars, where we were like, 
are they squirting liquid around? This was before the foam arrived. We were like, is this, so is this just going to be Splatoon? Because we thought it was, it was like, like a hero shooter at first. Well, yeah. Because there was like a couple of characters where we were like, oh, this, what's this from Square Enix? Yeah, it was like neon and colourful. And, yeah. and then there was another and I was like, it's a bloody flipping hero shooter. And then they started shooting sort of water guns and it was like, oh, so they've just literally ripped off Splatoon. And mm. then it's like, well, yes, but with a difference. But it's not paint, it's like foam. And it like has an extra dimension to it and you have lumps of foam that you can surf around mm. um i'll be interested to see how this is received this could go one of two ways it could either absolutely crash and burn um because it's basically just splatoon but luckily they got all that foam so they can put the fire <laughs> yeah, right sure uh but you know perhaps might not be as good as splatoon and therefore kind of fail or it's the kind of game i can imagine people going absolutely mad for and it becoming the next not not Fortnite, but you know the next splatoon that's a very mm. popular game something like splatoon uh or um uh, what's the flipping football car game called? Rocket um, League. Rocket League. You know, that suddenly like absolutely took off. Maybe Foam Stars is the next big thing. Unlikely. I don't think it is. No. Um, then we got another look at the Plucky Squire, mm. which we saw last year during not E3, I think, or maybe it was Gamescom. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, we got a glimpse of it last year and now another look at it. Still no release date. So, Which is annoying because it's one of the games that we actually we were, were interested We were in. excited about. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we've not got a release date. It feels like we've seen quite a lot of like what the gameplay style is. I yeah. know obviously games take a long time to produce, but that's now two shows we've seen it at with mm-hmm. no release date. So not even a year. Yeah. Not even a this year or next year. No. Still no idea. Know. So hopefully that will get some more information about that in the coming few weeks. I can't imagine it's going to be like a massive game though. It's probably only going to be. You well, know, it's a devolver game a and their hours. games don't tend to be massive. Yeah. So. so I'm surprised it's taking them as long as it is, but yeah. I don't know. Um, we then had Phantom Blade Zero and it was grey so grey and a bit red a bit red there were some red candles and the red sword yeah god but... I was so uninterested in this game yeah it's like Chinese martial arts meets hack and slash meets souls like it's meant to be like hard that's kind of the vibe that they've said is like yeah it's pretty challenging which I read that and I'm like no thanks yeah it's going to be really difficult I'm out on that it definitely had souls like vibes in terms of there were a load of like bosses and stuff and it yeah. had like a kind of a moodiness to it but then it also unlike a, a Soulsborne kind of game it had a lot more speed to it like mm. they were like running around and slashing like way more than you would expect from something like Dark Souls Peter so. is something quite correct in the sense of either doing this like mad combo of you know like weapon movements yeah is either going to be mash square yeah. or a really complicated really set of buttons that would be impossible to replicate more than once yeah uh, I just thought it would look boring man it just looked so boring I agree um, then Ghost Runner 2 was announced for a 2023 release date, which I was quite surprised by because Ghost Runner, the first one only came out like f- a few years ago. Yeah. Doesn't feel very old at all. And they were on a motorbike. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they were on a motorbike in the first one. No, I don't think so. So I don't know. Maybe they can't, they legally can't call it Ghost Rider. So yeah. they were like, it's Ghost Runner 2. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, we had a co-op action shooter, Helldivers 2, coming to P- uh, PlayStation and PC this year. Which one was that? It was the opening cutscene where the guy was like, does this ever happen to you? Oh, yeah. We were like, oh, is this a sim game? What is this? And they looked like that Space Marines or what is that other game called that's very similar looking? Yeah, he put like some armor on and stuff. He was trying to like get people to conscript, well, not conscript, like sign up for some sort of defense force. Essentially just a co-op shooter against big bugs. Yeah, big Big bugs. bugs. And Peter said, I'm not interested in it because it's bugs. If it was if it was gorillas, I'd play it. There's something about bug enemies that I just think like they just get very samey very quickly. Mm. And like if it was 
exactly the same frequency of like different types of mammals or something. For some reason, I would be more interested or I get bored less quickly. Don't know. Yeah. Bugs are just boring. <laughs> um, then we had, oh, it's your turn, Ashton. Oh, uh, yeah, we had uh, from the developers of Abzu and Journey, uh, we had a new like skateboarding sea adventure called Sword of the Sea. Mm. Uh, looked very pretty, very yeah. interesting. Very um, journey, really. Very journey. Yeah. So that, no release it on that one, but looked pretty good. Yeah. I'm excited for that one. I'm interested in that. Yeah. Rosie 4 Remake in VR for PSVR 2. Um, I wasn't hugely surprised that this existed, but uh, here it is. So you can now play through the remake of Resi 4 in VR, having perhaps just recently played through the original version mm -hmm. of Resi 4 in VR and the remake of Resi 4 in non-VR. Um, you but you can... don't have to buy it again. You don't, you, is that you've got it, yeah, if you've got it on PS5 okay. and you have a PlayStation VR 2, when this releases, you should be able to play the VR mode without having to purchase any extra stuff that's good i like that but it is tied to psvr2 so if you have a quest you can play play the original version in vr but not the new one right so well there you go um sorry about it but yeah uh there was another final Fa uh, not final fantasy five nights at freddy's help wanted but the first one of those came out on the playstation vr originally mm -hmm. now the second one's coming out on the psvr2 I don't care about Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, it's another one of those things where there's just a huge audience for it. Well, Matt, we were talking about this yesterday. Like it. people who are big who are fans of Five Nights at Freddy's are insane. Yeah. Like they're they're fans on another level, which I just cannot fathom. Mm -hmm. Like I've played five, uh, five Nights at Freddy's games before, and I'm like, cool. I okay, they're yeah. horror games. Why is everybody so obsessed? Yeah. But every single time there's any showcase, show show enough. Show a new Fluff game. Yeah, um, when it was, uh, I don't even know it was when, when it was first announced. But you know the that um, uh, the the first person one is that was that um, the original Help Wanted? No, because no. that was a VR game. The I think uh, there's one that came you know out quite recently. Yeah, that one. But I don't know what whatever that's it's called. called. <laughs> um, when that was perhaps first announced, or they they'd shown a recent a new trailer for it at some event or something, it was trending on Twitter the day after, mm. and I clicked on it because I was just looking at all the trends. And I've made the mistake of clicking on a five minutes of face trend on Twitter because there, there, lots of sexy drawings there was lots them? of sexy drawings of like weird robot like ducks and stuff. And uh, it scared me um, <laughs> deeply to my core. It was scarier than the actual game. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, we then had um, indie hit Gr Greece. I think it's pronounced, well, you have to say it with like an, an accent. Gr Greece. Uh, <laughs> like the, the country. Yeah, Greece. Uh, the dev team from Greece is uh, making a uh, pretty looking never that's due out next year. Yeah, it's all like painted and there was a wolf that died. It wasn't gameplay footage, so but I imagine it's probably relatively indicative yeah, of the art style. Yeah, people really liked Greece, uh, yeah. so hopefully they'll also like this one. That's coming out next year, so mm. got a bit to wait for that. Then we had Cat Quest Three. Pirates of the Caribbean. Blink and you miss it. Is coming next year. It had like a map a bit like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands where he was big and then I think they were going into areas and then they were doing like a little mission in a smaller area. Um, Cat Quest has quite a big fan group. Right. It's very popular on Steam. Um, so this I'm sure will sell pretty well. It looks kind of cute. But it did look pretty cute. Not for me. But lots yeah. of cats again this year. Always lots of cats, isn't there? Yes. Um, we then had Tower... Well, not then had, but we've, we've also got Towers of... 
Agasaba, Agasaba, we think. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a very kind of nature-inspired game, a bit Breath of the Wildy, and by that we mean it was open world and had a glider. And there was a glider, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And the voiceover was saying something about, like, you know, restore nature in our our Mm. land or whatever. um, Right up my alley, this one. There was some crafting and building and survival um, mechanics and stuff. So, you know, one to watch, probably. Um, Be interested to see more of this. But, Mm. yeah, it was good. It looked all right. Yeah. Then, from the makers of Night in the Woods, is a game called Revenant Hill, which I don't think it's anything to actually do with Night in the Woods, but they had the same cat. Yeah. But that was a, it's the same cat, but this one isn't a, isn't a person cat. It's just a regular cat. Um, and again, no gameplay, really. No more information than we're making a game. It's called Revenant Hill. Yeah. So. Uh, Relink. Which one was that? Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. It was... Fantasy Relink. It was one of them animes. Oh, right. Well, that explains why (laughs) I don't remember Grand Blue Fantasy Relink out this winter. Yeah. I honestly don't even know what to tell you about that. It's one of the anime games. I I couldn't even tell you which one it was. No. Probably Swords. That's gone from my mind completely. (laughs) Well, you said that there needs to be like a WeebCon where they play all of the anime games so that us regular people don't have to look at them. That would be nice. Um, Ultros is a colourful Metroidvania. Peter said, it's like, ah, oh, that's a Metroidvania. And then went, I've got no, nothing to base that on apart from it's a 2D game. Yeah. Um, but it is a colourful Metroidvania that is apparently out next year. Cool very bit. bright. I didn't, don't remember much about this game other than it was very colourful. Mm-hmm. And there's another indie title. Side-scrolling so. thing. Yeah. Yeah. We then had another anime game, mm-hmm. Tower of Fantasy. So we've had Tower of Fantasy, <laughs> Towers of Agasaba and yeah. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Yeah. Well, Towers of Aga, Agasaba is not on an That wasn't the anime game. game, but, you know, the, there's some name, there's naming towers, crossover. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it was another anime game. You know our thoughts on those. Hey, if you're into these games, that's great. You've got a couple to look forward to, mm-hmm. you know, a few. And there's always, like, a new one being announced at every single event that ever happens. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're going to have game content to play for the rest of your life. <laughs> but for us, uh, we're not so not into these sort of like JRPG and like anime style games, but um, someone was someone in the community post was like, oh, "I just really love anime games where the protagonist looks nine years old, but is actually 102." Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. very accurate. That's it. Um, there was a couple of PSVR two games. I'll just bosh through these: mm-hmm. uh, Crossfire, Sierra Squad. It's just a first person shooter, but in VR. Arizona Sunshine two. I think the first one was on the original PlayStation VR, and it's just a zombie shooter, mm-hmm. a bit like dead rising you know zombies but it's funny Mm. um synapse was this weird kind of almost uh super hot looking thing yeah it was Uh, a bit super hot looking and then lastly they're adding beat saber to vr2 Mm -hmm. with a queen bundle yes that's right yeah Yeah. it was queen wasn't it i forgot about that um we then got well we also got a cg announcement of firewalks concord coming Mm. next year that had some you know, ships in it and stuff. Again, we didn't really... It was just like a pan around like the hull of a ship and then... Yeah, there was a burger and then Concord and uh, someone was talking or saying something on like a recording or a radio, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, Yeah, we don't really know much about what that is, but um, it's coming next year. So I'm sure we'll learn a bit more about it in a few months time. Lastly, uh, the last thing that was announced, again, not this is not in order, but then there was also more gameplay of Immortals of Avum, which is coming in July, uh, which is a EA game that's like an FPS, but magic. Uh, we did a few sponsored posts about them. Mm-hmm. so You have a, a hand, like those. a glove, Yeah, magic glove. Yeah, and there are people fighting over the magic, and there's no technology, 
just magic. Yeah. So yeah, that should be good. I mean, a lot of people have been looking for a good magic game. Yeah. Forspoken didn't quite hit it no. for everyone. So maybe this is going to be what people really wanted. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I think it was quite a good call from, was it the first commenter said uh, yeah. it was... Um, good for a state of play. If it had been a state of play, it would have been great. Yeah. But because for a showcase, for me... There was a lot of filler. I mean, that's partly just because of my own tastes. You know, there will have been some people who thought that there's loads of really good games in this uh, mm. showcase that I'm really excited about. But there was for. a lot of like everything. Like there was yeah. kind of one of every t- type mm. of game. That's true. Apart from anime games, of which there was a few. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, there wasn't really anything that was like, wow, can't wait for that to come out. Yeah. This looks great. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's kind of been the case for a lot of the more recent announcement yeah. i think like it's been a while since uh, like i think the last time i watched a, like a playstation showcase where i was like wow isn't this amazing was i think 2020 or 2021 mm-hmm. when they announced like the playstation 5 and like kana and the new horizon yeah. and the new god of war like that was just like hit after hit after hit and since then it's been like we've got one big game coming out and a bunch of little stuff that we want to just out of the way it kind of almost felt like they were doing this because they had to more yeah than... interestingly i saw the xbox did you see what they tweeted after the fact about no. half an hour after the show ended i think they put out a thing saying look at this great group of games and it was about uh there was a lot there was like maybe 15 games from that showcase mm. that are going to be like multi-platform yeah most of them aren't playstation exclusive so they were saying like look at all these games coming to xbox and, you know, trying to make the point that, like, hey... You saw like, them there, but... They're... Yeah, PlayStation yeah. PlayStation Showcase was kind of rubbish because, actually, you know, it wasn't. But, you know, I kind of think glass houses. Like, don't don't start... We've not seen your showcase yet, Xbox. Well, and also, don't... You know, the, the one thing that wasn't included, or, you know, a couple of things that weren't included on that list, one of them was Spider-Man, yeah. which is a great and PlayStation exclusive. Another one was exclusive. Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, and I kind of feel like Xbox just... Shh, shh. Sort out your your own exclusives first before you start saying, look at all these games that are multi-format yeah. and uh, Sony only have a couple of good exclusives. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe I'd like you to do the same thing. I, I want you to. I'm not trying to be like um, Sony PlayStation elitist about it either. It's just like, don't start saying, <laughs> hey, you can play all these on Xbox. Yeah, but I can also play them on PlayStation and Spider-Man. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I... I enjoyed it. I think it could have been a state of play, a first look at Spider-Man gameplay, state of play, and then a bunch of this little stuff could have upended it. Mm. Um, Then they called it showcase because it's getting to summer and they wanted to have a showcase out there before. I'm kind of annoyed they didn't just wait until like the E3 week. I guess I didn't want to get lost in the old, like the discourse about what everything will be coming out that week. Um, and I don't think it would have maybe held a candle to whatever's coming. Potentially, they were like, it's not actually that good. So let's just do yeah. it a few weeks before. Um, I think PSVR 2 is going to die very quickly. I think that this will be like a lot of games. And I think we won't get that many games for it going forward. There'll be the odd game. But I just am not convinced that mm-hmm. they care about PlayStation VR 2 anymore at all. None of these games were particularly like platform selling. Um, I kind of hoped that half-life alex would be announced for playstation vr2 yeah it wasn't um i thought we'd get another look at wolverine we didn't yeah i wasn't i wasn't 
confident that we would, but it no. would have been nice if we had. Yeah, exactly. You know, even just another kind of teasery thing. Like they wouldn't have had to show any gameplay, mm-hmm. but you know, if they've like at least got a story in their head now, they could have yeah, done a story trailer. A bit more of a trailer would be yeah. nice. But um, and again, like something from Naughty Dog would have been nice. Mm-hmm. There were some rumors. Did you think that uh, we might have seen some Last of Us multiplayer? Yeah, factions. Factions. Yeah. And there was um, rumors of what Naughty Dog is working on next was apparently potentially going to be released as yeah. well. Obviously, we've got Summer Games Fest coming up in a yeah, few some weeks. Of it might so be some of this to. might be waiting until then, which I think will be maybe a potentially bigger show, which is why people are holding out. A couple of these games I was quite surprised were here. Like I say, like the Ubisoft games, like yeah. Assassin's Creed, considering they've got their own showcase in literally like a month. So, yeah, I mean... And that ex- also explains why some stuff wasn't there. Like, mm. for example, Tekken is a good call for a PlayStation event. You know, they've had a very close relationship, even though it is now a multi-platform um, mm. franchise. But, you know, that's clearly just going to be something that Bandai Namco show off, at, yeah. uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks because they've been revealing characters on that uh, on social media for a while with, like, little tiny teasers. So they're probably going to put together a big proper trailer for it and mm. put that out in the summer. So Yeah, but it's not got me necessarily jazzed. No. Like, I haven't come away from it, like, really excited, like, hyped that I own a PlayStation. Um, I'm excited for Spider-Man. And that's about the only game that is potentially coming out this year that I'm really interested in. The rest are kind of like... And we already knew about it as well. And we already knew about it. It's nice to get gameplay, don't get me wrong, Mm. but I already knew about it. So I'm not that like, wow, isn't that so exciting? Yeah. Because we'd already seen it. So, Yeah. yeah, it was fine. It was fine. I agree. Um, what did you think of it though? Yes. And everything else we've talked about today, um, you know, the the kind of copyright issues and uh, everything else. Uh, yes. What was the other question? Advertising in Advertising gates. time slices. Let yes. us know in the comments below um, and in various other places that I'm going to tell you about now. You can find us on youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. We stream on Twitch and never on YouTube except for special occasions like last we night. We may do some more when it's like not E3, E3 time. Yeah. More those, reaction streams on there. They may well be on YouTube, but generally uh, week to week we stream on Twitch only. But uh, videos on YouTube. Um, and when we are streaming on Twitch, uh, we are modded by Lobrotovich, Trailing Badger and Mr. Black. And if you've got Amazon Prime, part of that bundle that you're already paying for involves uh, includes a free Twitch sub. So you can just like spend that on us and get all the usual benefits. Mm-hmm. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, Twitch stream highlights of the week, bits of weird news put there by Fraser. Fraser's putting a bit more news on Twitter uh, in the coming weeks as yes, well. I've seen so you can look out for that. Not always weird news. Just Excuse like, that's yeah, right. <laughs> Click. Uh, Bits of uh, like normal news. Uh, who was it? Kathleen Cat said, "I'm liking the new thing. Helps me keep in, in uh, informed about the industry." Well, Cat, you can follow us on Twitter, and Fraser will also help you uh, stay informed. He will. TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump is where Ashton is posting TikToks on our behalf. And Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. There are loads of different tiers there with all kinds of different rewards. Some of them are podcast related. Others are show related. And there's lots of things. So have a look at them and see if maybe they take your fancy. We have a website. Triple JU.MP spells jump. It's very clever. And if you want to join our Discord, triplej.mup forward slash Discord. And on there we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Holloway. So if you said do something, we'll do it. Right. All right. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form, so I go triplej.mup forward slash podcast and check out any of our live stream VODs that you may have missed, triplej.mup forward slash VODs. Um, to book a cameo from us two, Ben or James Jenkins, why not go triplej.mup forward slash cameo? Maybe if you get one now, you might 
just catch Ben before he comes home from his holiday. He might, might get, get a cameo. He might get a French, French cameo. Or he might not be checking his cameo. So I don't know. Well, he, he asked for them for his birthday, so he might true. be doing them. Yeah, true. Um, if you want to buy some sick and cool merch, why not go to jumpshop.com, like the sports time jacket that Peter's got on. Or the logo t-shirt. Or the logo t-shirt. Um, make sure you're following at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements. You can follow me and Peter on Twitter and Instagram at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and Ben just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. Um, if you would like to check... Oh, what am I saying? Weirdest Games is monthly a week early for patrons worst games is fortnightly friday for patrons sunday for everybody else after that podcast is on monday this monday coming is an after dark podcast so if you're thinking to check it out why not have a look see just about to record it yes we are and the podcast is every saturday and we do shows all the bloody time why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice help something to do with al gore's rhythms some stuff coming out this week that's right we um unless at the very last minute we get a brand deal which i've been talking about we, might, we may be getting it sponsored and if we do there might not be time to sponsor it until next week but mm. perhaps this weekend um or no friday in fact every valve game ranked from worst to best it will hopefully be out on friday if not it's good news because it means i've been trying to nail down a sponsor for it so mm. that's great um we've also got worst games ever police chase down we uh to quote ben we may have overcorrected um given that last time um the game wasn't bad enough for many people's minds it's a bad one this time it's a good episode <laughs> i enjoyed it and kieran good. was laughing a lot while he was editing it that's so. always what you want yeah yeah uh, it's just enough time then, Ashton, for you to read our sponsor. It is. It is, of course, Lord of the Rings got him because they got you nerds and released a game that is not doing particularly well on the rankings. Got ya. Anyway, thanks so much for listening slash watching, everyone. We'll see you next time. Have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.